It is my experience going to different churches. We've preached in churches all over the world. And, and you know, you'll meet pastors who say, well, I don't have any potential leaders in my mm-hmm. church. And I'm like, well, I know, first of all, that's not true. Yeah. There's no place that there's no potential right. leaders. And then let me get up there and preach. Mm-hmm. And I see all kinds of potential leaders. Mm-hmm. You can see them because their eyes sparkle when you say certain things. Yeah. Right? You're, they're they they're connecting. Alive. They do. They yeah. come alive. And obviously, then, the issue is not them. The issue mm-hmm. is the leadership doesn't walk in a vision that reaches, teaches, and mobilizes. Right. And uh, you can call your vision whatever you want, but if you boil it down, it will be the Great Commission, right? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Covenant Leadership, a podcast about discipling into the next generation. We talk about the principles of relational leadership and how to mentor new leaders. Where do we find the passion to drive the vision to the next level? We'll really take you there. Today, Al Purvis and Becky Watson are going to talk about how to produce forward motion with the people you lead in just three simple steps. Welcome to today's Covenant Leadership Podcast. We're glad to have you listening today. And uh, just before we get into today's topic, I want to encourage you to go to our website, victoryasia.com, so that you can see what's coming up and also go back and listen to past podcasts that we have on there. And on today's podcast, we have Al Purvis here with us again. He's the stalwart in the ministry here forever. I'm the dad. (laughs) You're the dad. And uh, today we're going to talk about how to produce forward motion, Mm. which is always exciting. We always be wanting to be moving forward, but we're going to give it today in three steps, three simple steps that are actually part of our vision statement. That's right. It is our vision statement, really. Mm -hmm. And um, it comes out in three things. You always have to have three things. It's true. Four (laughs) is unscriptural. (laughs) That's right. Um, Even fans have three blades. It's um, <laughs> something to do. It. With, it's something to do with balance. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. <laughs> That's exactly. Yes. Uh, so, but basically, what happens is we would come back down to the idea of a, a vision statement. You know, mm-hmm. ours is reach, teach, mobilize, and people that are wise will pour into coming up with a vision statement. Right. And you come up with words, three simple words like reach, teach, mobilize. Anybody could think that. You know, pull that out of your hat. That's right. not a big deal. But the fact is that. You invest in it as a core, you know, foundational, this is what we do, this Mm -hmm. is what we believe, this is why we exist. Then it takes on a whole new meaning and a whole Mm -hmm. new dimension and a whole new empowering to to what we're doing. And it does cause us to move forward. If you don't have uh, uh, steps in your in your walk, you're not mm-hmm. moving forward. That's you know, right. it's, there's got to be steps to move you forward. Right. So then the whole point of today's podcast is to talk about, you know, the forward motion thing. But basically, in a nutshell, it's how to get people moving yes. in the direction that you want them yeah, to. Yeah, that's right? right. So every one of us are, you know, uh, in, a, in a ministry position or in a business position. And you have people that you want to engage. Mm-hmm. You want to get them connected on your team. Because you see the potential that's in them, and then you also see, you know, the potential that's in the ministry that God's placed in front of you. But getting people to connect with that and move forward with you mm-hmm. oftentimes is a difficult thing. There's lots of people that love Jesus, and they sit in church on Sunday, right. and, you know, they'll volunteer yep. every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But there's no real forward momentum in their life. They're not right. doing anything of significance that's actually impacting the world around them. They're pretty much living, you know, for themselves, yeah, right. for their yeah. families, and those kind of things. So. Today, we want to talk about how to actually get people connected and moving forward, producing forward motion. And uh, one of the reasons why this came up, we were talking earlier about how is it that you get people who live in North America or in other countries of the world to make that decision to move all the way to Thailand Mm -hmm. and come to Bible school, invest money and invest time 
in order to see God do something in their life, right? Mm -hmm. It's a huge jumping point. Yeah, but we see the significance of every time somebody has been able to make that commitment, um, you know, God's been able to do something significant in their hearts. And a lot of times that's been what's launched them into ministry so is true. that decision to jump from mm -hmm. where I am in North America into Thailand. And right. it's a scary thing for it people, is. right? It really is. And it's a big one. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people don't move because it's not big enough. Right. Um, if, if it's just a little bit more than what you're doing, uh, a lot of times that doesn't move you. Right. It's just kind of, oh, yeah, that would be nice, or maybe I should be doing that. But I think when we present people with, a, with such a, a radical change and radical opportunity mm -hmm. in their lives, because it is, it's a split-second decision at some point, as we're talking about yeah. it, at some point that decision and that choice is actually made. I am going to leave my home and my family mm -hmm. and all my friends and everything else, you know, just as an example, yeah. and I'm going to fly to Thailand, I'm going to invest two or four years there just to start with, yeah. and then who knows where I'm, I might end up in Pakistan after that. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so this is like a major turning swivel point in their lives. But again, Beck, I think we can back up a little bit and say, how do we get people to make those decisions is, and to, to reach, teach, and mobilize? It comes back to how do I get myself mm. to reach, teach, and mobilize? Right. If, I'm, if I'm reaching, like, for example, we use the Bible college, um, you know, people mm -hmm. coming, applying to Bible college, uh, registering, whatever you call that, mm -hmm. uh, that it comes to a point where they make that decision. But it, it happens because of something that I'm doing right. to say, I'm going to reach right. these people and so that we can train them and so that we can mobilize them. Right. And uh, we'll get to mobilize in the next half mm -hmm. of the podcast, and it's very, very important. But in the beginning, the, the, the reach thing is so important. I can't expect you to be reaching in the areas where you minister, you know, other leaders to be reaching if I'm not reaching right. myself. And mm -hmm. that has to become our absolute core foundational, this is our forward movement. Right. First of all, we're looking at reaching in every area of the ministry. Mm -hmm. and, and we can compare this. It doesn't matter if it's the local church reaching new members, mm -hmm. if it's an outreach reaching new people, mm -hmm. you know, evangelism reaching souls, um, right. or Bible college reaching new uh, students, new mm -hmm. applicants, or, or whatever it may be, it's always that process. We've got to reach them. We've got to connect with them somehow right. and bring them on board, bring them online with, with where they can be trained. So this is step number one, then reach, if you're writing this down, R-E-A-C-H, reach, That's right? That's it. And uh, the idea then, the beginning part of, you know, we want people to connect with what we're doing. We see the call of God in their lives. And especially as leaders, you always want people to get on board. But the first key is that your life has to be like that domino effect where you're mm -hmm. reaching people That's and it, what yes. you're carrying causes momentum in other people's lives, right? If, if you're not doing anything and it's not moving people forward, right. then you're going to have a hard time. If, if you're not moving forward, it's, mm -hmm. you're going to have a hard time getting other people That's to move right. forward. Well, Becky, I find this absolutely fascinating. It's a phenomena, actually, mm -hmm. really, what it is, is that when, when you go you know, around town or whatever, mm -hmm. and some parent decides to sign their kid up in one yes. of your schools, yeah. you know, or I go to Canada and, and preach or whatever, mm -hmm. and somebody listening, sitting there listening, decides to change the yes. entire course of their life mm -hmm. because of something that I said. It's obviously more than, it's, mm -hmm. like you say, it's something that we carry. It's more than, than just something that you say, but it triggers something that allows them to see a destiny that yes. they hadn't seen before. Yeah. And, and to me, that is so phenomenal. It, mm -hmm. it just... 
absolutely amazing that we can speak a word yes. that somehow relates to something that's already in that person's heart mm. and they connect with it and make a life-changing directional yes. decision right. because of that. But that's what we're requesting. Mm-hmm. That's what we're expecting. That's what has to happen in every life. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who it is and what level we're reaching. There has to be that act of, I am going to change my entire course mm-hmm. and, and direction for what I just heard. Right, yeah. So then as... As a leader, as somebody who is, you know, spearheading the vision, then it's about what you carry and about what you say, but really it is about what you carry because, you know, we were asking some of our students before we did this podcast because they're the guys that have made that momentous Mm -hmm. jump and decision, right? And um, the two students that we talked to, both of them said that it was specifically something about you that they connected with, right? Right. Uh, and uh, one of the students said it was, you were talking about adoption and just that sense of being belonging to a family, adopting yourself to a family vision. Something clicked in his heart and he said, that's where I want to be because I see it working mm-hmm. in Asia where I don't see it working in my church, right? He saw a model of something that was actually alive and active that he didn't see yeah, that's from where right. he was yeah. from. So the first step as leaders is we have to have something going on that's actually working, that's actually well, that's alive, right. yes. that's yeah, actually absolutely, moving, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that's it. You're basically, you're, you're feeding a hunger there, mm-hmm. right? There has to be a hunger there. Otherwise, what we have doesn't mean anything right. to anybody. They have to be hungry for it. Yeah. And like you say, we carry it and then it connects and something amazing happens. Yeah, it's very amazing. One of the other aspects of Reach 2 that I wanted to talk about, because a lot of times um, in positions of leadership, especially in ministry, you're looking for that perfect person. Mm-hmm. But a lot, uh, oftentimes it's kind of like the guys that are a little bit, you know, abnormal, outside of the box, that are jumping up and down with their hands up, pick me, pick me. That's right. And most <laughs> leaders kind of want to overlook them because you're thinking that guy's a bit weird, he's a right. bit strange or whatever, you know. Um, I think one of the keys to reach is there are no perfect people that you're looking for. That's right. Everybody has the potential. And I remember you gave a message about that not too long ago where the issue isn't that there's nobody in your church. The issue is you can't see who already is That's in your it church. Exactly. Right? That's it exactly. I think if you have a vision, mm-hmm. you know, that you're coming from a place of vision yourself, you've got a great purpose and a calling on your life, then you look at people and you do recognize their potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, I, it is my experience going to different churches. We've preached in churches all over the world. And, and you know, you'll meet pastors who say, well, I don't have any potential leaders in my mm-hmm. church. And I'm like, well, I know, first of all, that's not true. Yeah. There's no place that there's no potential right. leaders. And then let me get up there and preach. Mm-hmm. And I see all kinds of potential leaders. Mm-hmm. You can see them because their eyes sparkle when you say certain things. Yeah. Right? You're, they're they they're connecting. Alive. They do. They yeah. come alive. And obviously, then, the issue is not them. The issue mm-hmm. is the leadership doesn't walk in a vision that reaches, teaches, and mobilizes. Right. And uh, you can call your vision whatever you want. But if you boil it down, it will be the great commission right yeah <laughs> and, it's one of the sad things you see happen and i see it happen a lot and it always makes me go i wonder why like when especially in churches in north america we tend to hire outside of our congregation right you need a new worship pastor that amazes me instead yeah. of training somebody up in your church you yeah. hire somebody from the outside and and i always think you know it just it just seems so like God's got people in your church that have things that are obviously there, right? Yeah. And when you're hiring from the outside, you have, you're bringing in somebody who doesn't have your heart, doesn't have your culture. You can train them, mm-hmm. but you're, you're basically paying for a laborer instead That's of right. yeah. growing a son or growing a daughter in the Absolutely. Faith, right? and I think we learned that real early because when we started the, the children's home, which we did in Thailand, mm-hmm. we, you know, the idea was to come and start an orphanage and right. ended up being a great family. Um, you know, We were the fourth set of parents mm-hmm. uh, because the first three didn't work out. They were just hirelings. You, right. you can hire somebody to do it. And then as soon as they get a better job, they'll walk off and leave your 30 kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. And, and the truth is it does come down to that, Becky. That's a very good point. 
um, maybe not something that people really want to talk about mm-hmm. much. But the fact is, when you are operating in a vision, it will be an adoption and a, and a family affair, and um, that you're going to invest in people's lives. Right. So that's point number one, how to produce forward motion, how to get people to move in your ministry, in your church, even in your businesses, right? First of all, you've got to be somebody that's doing the reach mm-hmm. in order to reach people because they're not going to connect with you if your life is inactive. They're that's not right. going to connect yeah. with you if nothing's happening. So reach means that you're doing something and you're not looking for the perfect person. You're mm-hmm. looking for anybody who connects with what's going on in your life, anybody whose eyes sparkle, right? Like you that's said, right. Right? Yeah. when you start to share the vision. So the second step, which we probably won't be able to get all the way into um, right now, though, but we'll start is teach. So step two is teach. And what does that mean? What are we teaching? Theology? What, what are well, we doing? Well, <laughs> basically teaching, I mean, just because it sounds nice, reach, teach, and yeah. mobilize, you know, um, teach, it really means to disciple right. in Jesus' terms. So right? in yeah. other words, it's a big job. It is a big job. <laughs> it's a huge job. We're looking at a, co- a commitment of years. Mm-hmm. And um, to mentor, we like to use the word mentorship around here. Right. And we, we actually have to, if you're going to have a vision that's effective and produce forward measure, mm-hmm. mof- motion, you have to be able to redefine these terms right. in ways that really make sense to people. Again, that, they, that something clicks in their heart. Mm-hmm. And um, when we're talking about teach, we're not talking about, you know, let's just sit in the classroom. Right. Um, or read this book or you know mm-hmm. our mentoring as well i mean you know that our mentoring is really an intense mm-hmm. life you know we're we're 24 7 right that's one of the keys i think to the teaching thing is because a lot of times we think if we just give people information mm-hmm. that's what they need in order to understand what it is that we understand right but really what people need to see is how we live our lives that's right, right how you handle conflict, how you handle, mm-hmm. you know, being tired, how do you handle the confrontations that come in mystery, how do you handle problems, That's how right. do you handle discouragement, because a lot of times what we teach doesn't actually have an impact. Um, what actually stays with people is how they see us walk through some so of true. those things, you know. Yeah. So I know for myself, as your daughter, I've seen you walk through a lot of really difficult things, and one of the things that sticks out with me was when somebody, you know, stole a piece of land, they sold it out from under us, over a million bought, And then when, you know, they basically said, well, we'll give it back if you come and sit down with us. And we sat down and basically he had a big chip on his shoulder, you know, (laughs) Um, stole the land, stole it, stole the money and then wanted you to sit there so he could basically tell you how, you know, it wasn't okay. Right. And I remember sitting there and watching how you handled that situation and thinking in my head, man, like it's incredible that you can be so at peace when this guy has obviously done something so wicked, you know, and uh, just... Seeing how you handled that made all the difference to any other issue I've, I've come up with in mm-hmm. my life, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have the right to be offended at anybody. Right. I don't have that. You know what I mean? Like when yes, I see, yeah. A, first of all, how Jesus so quickly and easily forgave all of us, uh, you know, right. that's step number one. But step number two, when you see somebody walk through something difficult like that and they can keep their peace, right. you don't have an excuse not to. So that's right. we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about teach and how to make it work in people's hearts so that they're not connecting to information, but it actually radically changes their lives. We'll be right back after this. One of the most amazing, in fact, my favorite time of every year is our Victory Asia Leaders Summit. First week of September, we gather all of our leaders across the 10 nations of Asia to come together in Thailand where we can have a time of prophetic, apostolic direction setting. There's a lot of reasons to come. Uh, One reason is because you might be too old for seven weeks in Asia. And we would love to have you come and support our nations. You know, the, the guys, you think of the guys from Pakistan, Sri Lanka, and these places, when somebody from the West shows up, they are so blessed and strengthened, and they'll live on that for a long time. 
$1,800 for three weeks. The next two weeks we'll be in the Victor Asia Bible College and I'll be teaching on mission strategies and missions vision because we have a huge job to do. Jesus said, go into all the world, make disciples of every nation. We've got a few nations left and a few people that need to be made disciples. So you come on and join us. For more info, go to victoryasia.com and enlist yourself into your destiny. So welcome back to the podcast. We're halfway through our second step of how to produce forward motion. Basically, these are three steps to getting your people to move. Step mm -hmm. one was reach. Step two, we're talking about teach. And before we went on the break, we talked about how uh, teaching actually needs to radically change people's lives. It's That's not right. just information that they're getting. And we just started getting into the mentorship uh, style of teaching that we have here in the ministry in Asia. And um, maybe we can explain that a little bit it, a little bit more because what happens is with our Bible college, the first three hours in the morning are actual class time. Mm -hmm. And then the last, um, pretty much from after lunch until evening, five o'clock, yeah. the students pick a mentor group that they want to be in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do this great. Sometimes we need to still work on it. But the whole concept is the students work right alongside the mentor leader yeah. in their area of ministry so mm -hmm. that they're actually doing ministry in the afternoon. So what is it that that does that sitting in the classroom doesn't do? Well, I think, you know, you think of, of who you want to learn from. Mm -hmm. you, you can go on YouTube and listen to their sermons. Right. But are you going to get time to hang out with them? No. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's like you say, Becky, you know, the, the idea of the things that you pick up when mm -hmm. you're there on the ground with your leader, you know, you shared the story about the guy who ripped us off 1.6 million uh -huh. bots, sold the land out from under us. And see, if you weren't there, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have caught that. No. And so the question then to the leaders is, who is with you? Right. Who's with you right now? Right. Right. Who's with you uh, tomorrow when you're going to where, somewhere mm -hmm. important? Wh who's with you when you're going to the conference, you right. know, your leadership conference? Is this a special time for you? Mm -hmm. uh, and as leaders, there is no special time for you. I am sorry mm -hmm. that you need to take your young you know, the people with you that you're mentoring. Otherwise, who do you think, you know, you're just putting yourself on a pedestal. Right. Um, and we're pretty pretty adamant about this. Every country I go to, too, mm -hmm. I actually ask leaders, pastors, I want you to write down a list of mm -hmm. the people that you are discipling and mentoring. Right. If you can't name me those names, then don't tell me you're mentoring anybody, right. you know? So the, the key to teach is just because you have a class going on and you have 25 or 30 people mm -hmm. attending your class, if they're not actually actively a part of your life, like That's how... Right how you lead, when you're leading, which sometimes, I mean, especially in, you know, today's day and age, people might think, well, how is that even possible? Because everybody has jobs, they've got commitments, they've got family, <laughs> they got all that, right? It's easy yeah. when you're a Bible college student and your whole life is free from, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning when you have to get up and exercise till late at night. How does that work in a North American church or how does that work in a business? You'd have to be very, very radical. Mm. Um, and again, it's easy for us to be radical on this side of the world where people aren't watching or right. where people aren't so judgmental. There actually is, in most people's mind, there's a double standard where right. as missionaries in a mission here, we're expected to be, you know, 24-7 in the ministry, right. right? We're expected to be uh, just giving it all. Yeah, you may want to stop it for a second. <laughs> just, just go fix it. Yeah. Sorry. It's my wife building something. Is it I don't want to offend any of my friends in North America or anything. <laughs> we won't. But no, we won't. But listen to the. You, you got to think of this. 
if you're not getting the forward motion that you want, mm-hmm. there's probably something else you can do. Right. And take it or leave it, but for us, it's it's a ministry that involves round-the-clock mentoring. Mm-hmm. There's no 5 o'clock punch-out. Right. You know, I mean, some of our teachers at the schools and do they they can punch out at five o'clock but they're all serving in in other areas of the church till late at night a lot of them they're doing all kinds of things and it's expected because of the culture that we've built Mm -hmm. and um so you know me and mom live here in this building which Which is is an apartment complex an apartment complex Mm -hmm. you live upstairs yes and students live in between it houses our student dormitories (laughs) missionary apartments that's right and the bible Bible Mm -hmm. college is here as well and um and a lot of people say, well, you can't do that. You're living right in the ministry. Well, that's what Jesus did. Yeah, that's, that's actually my did. next point there. Is that right, eh? <laughs> yeah, because... Yeah, Jesus' discipleship, right? <laughs> they, they slept with him. They ate with him. That's they, it, you exactly. Know? And, and I think unless we're willing to do that, don't expect these results. Right. Um, because you, and you've got people that want to have the results that we have. Right. But they don't want to make that commitment. I mean, it's really what it comes down to. It's a choice. Right. And it's hard for people, too, because I think uh, a lot of people, they feel like they're afraid of the demand that it places on people, right? We've seen it in ministry where ministers are running around oh, like yeah. chickens so with their head cut yeah. off. And they end up just burning out or they end up you know, destroying their families because they're so focused mm-hmm. on working that they don't actually have time. Yeah. But that's not what we're saying. We're not saying keep yourself running until 11 p.m. at night that's and get right. up at 5 a.m., we're saying as you live your life, as you have dinner with your family, as you yeah. go to the park with your kids, as you do Bible study together, mm-hmm. keep everybody, like the people that you're mentoring, involved in that. That's have right. them come yep. over. Um, that's one of the things that I remember about, you know, because I grew up in Thailand as a missionary's kid, and then I went to North America. And I remember being so surprised by how, you know, everybody was like, yeah, we're family. And and then just realizing, you know, a year into being in Canada that nobody actually had ever invited me out for dinner yet. And that's something, yeah. There was all of these great families that were like, we love you, we love your parents, we love what you're doing, and you're part of our family. But yet I had never been invited over to one house huh. for supper, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it just wasn't a concept. It's not because people didn't love me. I mean, they loved yeah. me. But it just, you don't that's have right, yeah. that understanding <clears throat> of community that's the right, same yeah, way that yeah. you do. And, and the truth is, if you're going to disciple that way, I mean, Jesus had... Probably three meals a day with his disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Not that we can do that all the time. Right. But if you're not at least having one or two meals a week with your disciples, then you're That's obviously right. missing some kind of a well, step. And for me, all it means is, all it needs is that the students are all around and we say hi to them every day and yeah. how you doing or whatever, pat on the back, whatever. That's really all it mm-hmm. takes is they know that you're living your life in front of them for right. one thing. And then when there are activities and things, we're doing them together. Um, so I, I think we're not saying that you don't need boundaries, mm-hmm. definitely. But we are saying that you need to include people yes. in your life so that they can actually see how you live and how you do. How do you handle things? How do you handle a marriage? How do you right. handle, you know? How do you discipline your kids? It's a big one. <laughs> that's right. And and if, you know, if I was, you know, 20 again and I had a whole bunch of kids, mm-hmm. I would want to raise them right here. It's never too late, Dad. Because these, Bi- <laughs> <laughs> these Bible school students are amazing babysitters. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I know missionaries that are like, I can't wait to come because, you know, then I can have some free time. I just drop my kids off in the Somebody's going to look after my kids. I mean, it's great. Our our worship, one of our worship guys, you know, Joey, him and his wife have a little baby girl and she's Mm. so cute. And I just love the family dynamic because every night our kids from El Shaddai 2 go into their apartment and steal their baby from them for a couple hours. Then Joey and his wife have a couple hours of just, you know, uninterrupted time where they can just hang out. And meanwhile, baby's down here getting kisses and hugs from everybody. And it's just such a great family dynamic, right? Yes, it is. Nobody is on their own. Yeah, that's right. And then these kids, they grow up. 
very outgoing. Yes, it's very true. able to handle things. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's quite amazing when a kid grows up in that kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. He knows who his parents are. He knows he's yeah. loved more than anything, and just yeah, it's confident. Quite, yeah, quite it's cool. true. Yeah. Okay, so then step one of how to get people uh, to produce forward motion in your people, how to get your people to move, is reach. You have to carry something that you're actually doing something that people can connect to. Number two is teach. You're not teaching so much information. It's not what's taught, but more what's caught. You're teaching them how to live life in the ministry. That's right in an open way. Mm-hmm. And so you there, there are some things that you need to teach systematically, but more important than that is, or as important along with that, is the relationships and the time that you spend together. So now we're going to get to our last step, step three, which is mobilize, mm-hmm. which is a really <clears throat> funny word for just basically get people doing something specific. Right, right that's right. Um, and, and this is, a, again, is a big one. We will... People don't have too much problem with reach. Mm-hmm. And the teaching and training, I know we're t- what we're talking about is a pretty intense way to train people, to disciple people. And right. it is kind of more of a model of what Jesus did and Paul mm-hmm. did and those kind of things where you're traveling and doing things mm-hmm. together. And uh, and again, you just need to be creative yeah. and find a ways that you can do that in your culture, yes. in your situation. There's an so answer. That, that's right. So that you can live your life yeah. in front of the people or with the people that you're trying, mm-hmm. to, trying to train. Uh, when it comes to mobilizing, this is probably the biggest investment mm. of time and commitment right because what happens is we've got people that we've re- reached them we've brought them into the vision we've mm-hmm. trained them in the vision and worked with them and now we're releasing them into uh some kind of a ministry some area right and but 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 the key is that we, we're not abandoning them into that ministry we are mobilizing them into that ministry Ooh, that's a big difference <laughs> yeah that sure is a big difference and so that means that we're committed to continue to encourage right to continue to fellowship continue to you know disciple mm-hmm. and that kind of thing and you know the things that we do the main thing that we do for all of our nations the two main things is basically we do summit right. in the fall where we bring all of our guys together which anybody is invited to uh, they sure are they well you we can only have about 10 people so you right. got to hurry up okay. and sign up yeah 1800 bucks for three weeks mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. uh connecting with all of these leaders from across asia and seeing what i mean I, I get blown out of the water every time it's we do true. that, Becky. I mean, yeah. every year, it's just, I'm it's so overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Talk about forward motion. Yes. But then the next level of that commitment is that we go with them to their nations. Mm-hmm. In fact, part of Summit is we have a day where all of the guys from all of the nations connect right. with all of the guys from the other nations and intentionally make plans. As, yeah. I'm going to visit your nation in January. I'm going to visit your nation in March. I'm yes. gonna, and so you've got these teams that are traveling across all over Asia. Um, this is one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen in missions mm-hmm. anywhere, where the guy from India will go to Nepal, the guy from Sri Lanka right. will go to the Philippines, the guy from the Philippines will go to Myanmar. And, and it's happening throughout the year. Right. And then I'm going myself to all mm-hmm. of these nations, probably once every two years at least, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever we can do, helping them do conferences, spending time with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... Talk about mobilizing, it really is working. So basically what you're saying is if we're mobilizing right, mobilizing should actually create momentum. Absolutely. It actually builds that forward motion. And a lot of times we're just trying to build momentum when what we should be doing is this whole idea of mobilizing where you're connecting with people in the destiny yes. that they're running in. You're not yeah. just saying you go past to the church there, you go start this business here mm-hmm. and, you know, tell me how it goes in a year. You're right. actually committed to that process and in relationship with that process. So when you're talking about mobilize and I mean, you know, reach, teach and mobilize, a lot of times people think 
the where somebody gets connected does that come from your idea does it come from their idea um do they get you know like how do you figure out where you mobilize somebody is it kind of a combination of you working with them to plug them into the right spot is there a right spot or is it just about getting somebody doing something well i tell you that was that's a real big one becky because a lot of people come from wherever they come from with mm-hmm. different ideas of how that happens as right. well and, and I can't say that I'm really clear on how that really happens. You know, right. a lot of times you just look back and see, God, you've been amazing because yeah. I didn't even plan half of this stuff and it's right. worked out so amazingly. Um, but on the other hand, you know, in the next two weeks, I'm going to spend with the, with the Bible College students mm-hmm. uh, just doing that. It's going to be two weeks of workshop. That's our next course right. uh, on culture and vision. And the idea is to be able to help us identify what God has called us to do right? and then how that's going to be put into practice and what, what kind of our options are. What's a wise decision to make according to that? What's right. an unwise decision to make? Because you, you see a lot of people with a call of God and they make an unwise decision mm-hmm. and, they, and they miss it. Yeah, That's the saddest thing in the world because yes. we need everyone yeah. working in their calling. And a lot of times it's just because they're afraid... Uh, you know, that they're going to miss something else yeah, or whatever. And, and it's, so we're going to spend actually a couple of weeks just focused on that. It's um, going to be good. Yeah. And, and so uh, the Bible school is a good example. When we start in the fall, yeah. we start with Summit because yes. we want everybody to see everything. Yes. And, and, you know, if a guy comes new, never been to mm-hmm. Asia before, he's like, whoa, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. 70 churches represented here and mm-hmm. all these guys going all over the place and powerful preachers. And, uh, and we just have a fun time together. And then... Mm-hmm we've kind of got to draw them into this reach, teach and mobilize through daily. Mm -hmm. Like I say, the mentoring, the teaching worship every morning, all Mm -hmm. these kind of things, outreaches that we do together until they kind of come on board. And what happens is really our goal is I'm I'm kind of telling some secrets here. Uh, Our producers are Bible college students, right. and they're sitting right here. <laughs> but but part of the goal is that that we see them come together as a solid body. Yes. Even if these aren't the people that they're going to work the rest of their lives with, yeah. at least they know how that works, the yes. covenant of brothers yes. idea. So that, that as we go through the year, we see that form a stronger and stronger bond. So then after this course that we do, mm-hmm. um, you know, then when we get into January and February, is it we're going on Jungle Trip? Yes. See, that's two weeks, 10 days yeah. together in the jungle. That's going to be fun. Sleeping in the same tent, yeah. sitting around the campfire it's at, at be night. Great. That is absolute. And I have, you know, I say a guarantee that mm-hmm. God will speak to you. If you'll come with me mm-hmm. up to the side of some mountain and minister in a village all day mm-hmm. and sit around a campfire at night drinking Milo, the hot chocolate of Asia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we st- take, we open the word and somebody holds the flashlight mm-hmm. and, and God just downloads on us. Uh, I mean, I tell yeah, you what, it, it, it really does some, yeah, some awesome things. In, in hearts so that's that's kind of the process to become really solidly one right. uh, together to run together that's good just a short point I want to make on mobilize a lot of times people feel that they have to start something new all the time mm-hmm. right they, oh, they yeah. come to Bible school or they go to the church and they feel like I have to start something new but a lot of times it's connecting with what God's already doing that allows that increase right that's true um, you know maybe we don't need to start 50 million new ministries maybe what we need to do is get people working together in covenant mm-hmm. in the thing that god's put them you know because we could have six bands in asia right now if we wanted to right or we could just have one doing the same thing but going in a like having a greater impact right sure. so that's part of the mobilized process is getting people to understand that it's about working in covenant relationships right. it's so not good. so much yeah. about just what you do and doing it on your mm-hmm. own but it's about working in covenant yeah, relationships so we're running out of time We've spent it all very wisely today on today's program, I think. So if we were talking too fast, you can go back and listen again. 
That's the beauty of the internet. Um, the three steps then to getting people to move, how to produce forward motion, is you reach, you gotta be carrying something and doing something with your life, reaching people in a way that they can connect to what's actually working in your life. Mm -hmm. You've got to teach people, and teach is basically the what is caught more than what is taught, how you live your life, and then also the mobilize is getting people to work together in covenant where you're not just sending them out, but you're connected with them and seeing them, helping them, mobilizing them, pushing them into the thing that God's called them to do. And uh, if we know basically how to just live in covenant with people, that's mm -hmm. what this that's all right. is, right? Absolutely. Live in covenant with people, and work for their good, then we're going to see them move forward. So we want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. And you can subscribe to our bi-monthly news and updates from Asia at VictoryAsia.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, which I'm sure you did because you're listening to the end, then you can rate it, comment, or share. And if you have any ideas for topics you want us to cover, you can give us a comment in our comment page, and we'll take a look at that. And uh, we just want to thank you again to listening to Covenant Leadership. And we've got some more great podcasts coming up, so don't miss them. Thank you.